Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We got Ariel Epstein over here with Yahoo Sportsbook, a.k.a. the Prop Queen, joining the boys. Ariel, how do you get the nickname Prop Queen? It's weird. I don't remember who did it or when it happened. It had to have been around COVID time in 2020. I started doing the props because I looked at all the people in 2019 when I jumped in the business. Everyone was still out in Vegas. They were doing sides, totals, money lines, et cetera. Here on the East Coast, I'm based in New York, but I was working in New Jersey. The props market was so enticing. It was like the gateway drug into betting because I was a daily fantasy player. It was the easiest way for me to jump in. No one else was really doing it. I started handicapping the props market. I honestly have been better at it than I have been for any kind of mainstream betting the way everyone else in Vegas was. Those people have been doing that for 20, 30, 40 years. I can't compete with them. So I ended up going over to props and made my name in it, especially with the strikeout props, actually. You hit on Alec Manoa the other night against your Yankees. Uh, I saw that one. The strikeout props are great. Would you say that's your best suit, the strikeouts? Yeah, my, my best prop is probably strikeout props. Granted, I do well in NBA prop betting too. However, the K props is where I really made my name. Just figuring out uh, analytically, baseball has so many numbers to work with mm-hmm. that you can find some good edges because there's just so much analytics involved. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever throw the analytics out the door and just go for a feel bet here and there? Very rarely. I don't like to bet with my gut. However, I think it was last year or two years ago where I was just betting Shane Bieber overs nonstop because Shane Bieber strikeouts just couldn't be booked high enough for him. There was a point where I was just blindly betting Shane Bieber over strikeout props. I don't really do that often. I've done that a few times in the NBA where the New Orleans Pelicans guard CJ McCollum. He was playing really well. He still is. Uh, playing really well ever since getting traded over from Portland to New Orleans. He was averaging about 27 points a game and they were booking him at 22 and a half points until that number got way too high. I was betting the over on his points prop too. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Brandon Ingram was out for a little bit, so he was getting the rock a lot and he was a primary scorer. I mean, you got to look at that. It's, it's not a bad, not a bad bet. I guess like since you don't bet with your gut, you stayed away from the masters because that's just sheer gut betting right there all day. It is. I, I'm not really into golf betting, even though I got into it somewhat during 2020 when nothing else was on. I had a few friends that bet Scotty Scheffler, though, pre-Masters, which was, I mean, they got a huge payout. Congratulations to my friends. You guys are very smart people. I should have told. I didn't. It's just so fluky. I don't like fluky. That's what makes it so difficult. I'd rather go bet match bets in those kinds of events with NASCAR and golf than I would like betting on a bunch of different golfers to go try to win a masters. I mean, it's just so difficult to figure out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are you looking at for NBA finals, NBA MVP right now? Jokic is the overwhelming favorite for the NBA MVP. We had LZ Granderson on the other day. He was on about Embiid. Toss over here was on about Luca. My pick is Booker. No, no, no. Neither of us were saying that Luca and Booker should actually win, nor should anyone think should win, nor should anyone. Most importantly, no one should bet their money on those guys because they're not going to actually win the award. It's bad advice. But any of I mean, the NBA's regular season is over. Obviously, the the <laughs> nothing more that these guys can do will affect or should affect the voting process. So, how does someone evaluate those odds when they see something like Jokic as you know a, a minus money favorite, but they have a hunch about Embiid or they have a hunch about Giannis or they they think it's a, a good value bet? Like, talk me into why that could be a good value bet. I can't because I hate these markets. I really am not the kind of person that's going to come on here and say, oh, it's great value. I would have told you it was great value at the all-star break. I would have told you you could get great value on someone two months ago. The season's mm-hmm. over. If someone's favored to win the NBA MVP, they're winning the NBA MVP. Nikola Jokic is winning it because he's top 10 in like every statistical category possible in the NBA. Even though I love the Sixers center Joel Embiid, and I 100% believe that the Sixers aren't where they are today without him, he kept his entire team on his back through the Ben Simmons drama. He's not winning the award because Jokic is better than him in many categories, and there's a reason he's favored. In the NBA, you very rarely will see somebody who's favored not win the award. It's just over. And I just haven't been into the award for the last few weeks because of what you just mentioned with it being with Jokic being favored. I, People will try and they'll love to come on here and tell you, oh, but this guy, Devin Booker. No, he's not winning it. You're throwing your money in the garbage. Go bet the NBA futures market in the playoffs. Get away from these regular season awards. It's over. I I think the even more telling one is the rookie of the year award because the most bets that are coming in are coming coming for Cade Cunningham, who's plus a thousand. Like Evan Mobley is going to win this award. I I don't know what 50%. More than 50% of the people are putting their money on Cade Cunningham. Like that makes no sense to me. I know he's been an incredibly hot player in the last half of the season. I think Josh and I really, really like Cade Cunningham going forward. I think he's going to be a guy that makes all NBA teams, but you just have to look at what's already happened because that's the only thing you have to go off with these bets. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just crazy that people are throwing their money away on these kinds of bets. If someone's so heavily favored to win an award, it's over the season's over. There's no more games to play. There's no, even at this point, if someone got injured, they would probably win the award. It just, it's a silly bet. Go move on, move on. We we can't be stuck in the past. There's no more games to be played. Go find something in the NBA playoff market. It's playoff time. So what do you like in the playoff market? Who do you think, who do you think's got it this year? What's the best value bet in your opinion, maybe for finals MVP, uh, any upsets you like? 
I really like the Miami Heat at 10 to 1. Miami has playoff experience. They have a bunch of players who were on that team that was a runner-up for the NBA title a few years ago. Same head coach and Eric Spolstra. They got back one of their all-stars, Victor Aladipo. This team was injured all season, yet they still ended up with the one seed in the Eastern Conference. You have Tyler Hero coming off the bench, averaging close to 20 points a game. You're one of the few teams that can play defense in the NBA. You also get home court advantage throughout the playoffs. You were one of the best home court advantage teams in basketball the last few years. I really like the Miami Heat at 10 to 1. Is there a team you're staying away from? I'm staying away from the Nets. I know that a lot of people are looking at the Nets and saying, oh, is there any value on them? No, there's no value on them. They're seven to one. If you got the Nets at anything longer than 10 to one, I would tell you, okay, jump on it. You've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The Nets are going into a playing game. The Nets end up having to now survive a playing game and go play a one or two seed. And then you have to travel a lot and you don't have a lot of depth and you haven't figured out how to play defense in the last year. I just have no interest in betting the Nets. If they win it all, good for them. They're not going to. They're just as cursed as the 76ers. <laughs> wow. So some 76ers shade. I like the Sixers. I, I think like the, the Sixers. I, I, I really 14 do. 14 to 1. 14 to 1 is enticing over there. I could get I could get, get I, back. Sorry. I do like the Sixers. I mean, I just think that the Sixers getting their they're getting a shooting guard like James Harden, another all-star next to Joel Embiid. It's great. Just why is this team cursed? Why can't this team get over the hump? Why can't the Sixers head coach figure out a way to get into the NBA championship game? Doc Rivers. I mean, what is wrong with this? That's the concern I have is that this team just can't seem to figure it out. He's an overrated head coach. And I will be the first to say that as a Boston fan, I love doc, but he's an overrated head coach. He's not as good as Spolstra. Like you threw Spolstra's name in there. Spolstra has to be a top three coach in the NBA without question. He took that Miami heat team in the bubble, which many people, you know, brushed aside uh, and they went to the finals. Yeah. He, he handled all the personalities with LeBron. And we see that now what's going on in Los Angeles, how big of a train wreck that's been over there. Their head coach after winning a title a couple years ago is now fired. Spolstra is unbelievable. And he's a great development of talent. I love the Heat pick. Been saying them for a while. Is there anyone in the Western Conference? The Western Conference is pick your poison. Obviously, the Suns are plus 275, and they did have the best record. But there are teams like the Mavs. There's teams like the Nuggets with Jokic, who will win the MVP. Uh, who can make some noise? Is there a team in the Western Conference you like? I mean, Phoenix is the only team that I'm willing to put my money on. Even though the Memphis Grizzlies have really good value at 12-1 to win the title, I can't see a young, inexperienced team like Memphis getting through this brick wall of Phoenix. Phoenix is well-rounded. They play defense. They have a bunch of all-stars. They have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. And then you have a bunch of really great players that behind those three, like a Jay Crowder who could take off at any minute and hit a bunch of threes. Um, I, I just, like Cam Johnson, just all these players that could come off the bench for Phoenix and they all have playoff experience after being part of the team last year. Now, here's the thing. I told you guys, I don't like to bet things any shorter than 10 to 1 in the NBA futures market. The Phoenix Suns, they have great value because once they win a playoff series, they are never getting to this number again. It would be the most shocking upset if the Phoenix Suns don't get out of the first round of the NBA playoffs. This number is never getting back to where it is right now. It's the only time that you could jump in on the Suns. Nice. That's good advice right there. It is tricky, though. I mean, because a lot of people, what was Gonzaga plus 375 in March Madness? I mean, that's a tough sell. I can't be so. But March Madness is different. March Madness and the NHL, 
these are sports that anybody could win. Those are the sports you bet the underdogs in because anybody mm-hmm. can win in on any given night. It's not a best of seven series in March Madness. March Madness is one and done. NBA, you have a best of seven. An inexperienced team is going to go all out and ball all out for three games, and they may get gassed at that point, whereas these experienced teams like the Suns, they always seem to find a way in the second half. It's the first half where you're freaking out, and then the second half, the Suns blow them away. Those are the kinds of teams that I'm looking at because those experienced players are going to be really crucial when it comes to the NBA playoffs in a best of seven series. That's why in Major League Baseball and in the NBA, you always see the best teams prevail. The NFL is one and done. March Madness is one and done. Hockey, I don't know what the science is behind it, but there's always a Cinderella team. NBA and MLB, they're not always like that. And usually at least one of the conferences has the favorite prevail. I think that I think that the way that the play in tournament has now kind of impacted the scope of the playoffs has really benefited the one seeds who you both mentioned, right? The Heat and the Suns. They could end up playing in the first round. Hypothetically, the Suns could end up playing the Spurs or the Pelicans, in which case they are waltzing into that second series for nothing, two nothing, barely sweating. Yeah, and that makes a really big difference because obviously, if you go if you go the distance in the NBA playoffs, that's a lot of games. It puts a lot of wear and tear on your players, and as minimal damage as you can take in that first series is that much more important for, for going all the way. So I 100%. think that's, I like both those bets a lot. Mm-hmm. Talk baseball real quick, Ariel. Futures, MVPs. I know there's no Cinderella team in baseball because it always evens out, like you're saying, but is there a team other than the Los Angeles Dodgers that could come out of the National League, you feel? Yeah, I love the Milwaukee Brewers. It's 7-1 to one to win the National League. Milwaukee has the pitching. They have the depth that you need to get through the playoffs. Last year, they ended up falling to the Braves in the, open, in the NLDS, but the Braves ended up winning the World Series. They got out at the right time. The Brewers also lost one of their best relievers in Devin Williams, who decided to punch a wall and fracture his pitching hand. That, that hurt was their terrible. Death. Terrible. Yeah, you you have one of the better closers in the league in Josh Hader. You have two of the better pitchers to be your one-two punch. Corbin Burns just won a National League Cy Young. Brandon Woodruff is right behind him. If you can get someone like Christian Yelich to be an MVP caliber player, the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah, the Milwaukee Brewers home field is one of the top five for the last 10 years and most home runs hit. Yelich had 35-plus home runs in back-to-back years in 2018 and 2019. He's in the perfect park to do it. He just needs to be healthy. The pitchers need to stay healthy. Devin Williams can't fracture his pitching hand. The Brewers have the experience in the playoffs that they need to make it the, depth, the distance, and they have the depth to do it, too. So I really like Milwaukee at 7-1. to one. And we love that advice. Ariel Epstein of the Yahoo Sportsbook, thank you so much for joining us today. We loved having you. Thanks so much for having me. Good luck this season. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.